calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. The following episode contains content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please see the show notes for specific content warnings. Listener discretion is advised. Unexpected surprise. Or do you find it amusing gracing people's doorsteps uninvited with women's bodies in your arms in the middle of the night like the shadow of death? Cohen, ever the polite host. A curt response from a curt intruder. Now listen. Can I do something for you? Or perhaps, should I say, the young lady? Uh, Hannah seeks your care. Does she now? From the pallor of her skin, it seems she seeks only the grave. How dare you! Forgive me, Doctor, but the last time we spoke over an ailing girl, it did not end well for me. 
You're right. I apologize. But she needs your help. According to who? According to me. I may not enjoy your company, Cohen, but my resources are exhausted. And Hannah understands. I understand. There may be nothing to lose. You believe my outdated, hedonistic methods could kill her. And I believe this illness will kill her. Come inside. This way, please. What pains her? Altman? What are these specimens? What specimens? In these jars. I've seen my share of preserved samples, but I've never seen anything like this. These... creatures. They look almost like small beings. What on earth have you created? They're nothing to concern yourself with. Merely small experiments on rats and frogs. I find the reminder of failure to be the purest motivation for invention. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I... Follow me, please. Our patient deserves a bed after your travels. Uh, very well. <gasps> Altman? Uh, it's nothing. Lead the way. Set her down in here. Is her sleep natural? Not completely. Movement distresses her lungs. I gave her tea for the journey. Ah. You disprove? Not at all. It's refreshing to hear you haven't entirely given up on the Book of Remedies. I base my methods on proven work, not theories. If an herbal remedy brings peace to my patient, who am I to question it? Who are you to question? How very goyish of you. Keeping strict practice keeps my patients safe. May smarter men than I take the lethal risk under the false guidance of God. No doubt they will. If you are desperate enough to come to me, I take it you don't know the name of her disease. No one does. Most of the village believes her to be cursed. When her father passed away, Hana was seen at his grave. Many began to suspect a dipic. Hm. But not you? I don't believe in curses. You do believe in blessings, though. Of course. But not the opposite? Convenient. <sighs> What do you suspect? Nothing catching. Despite the fear in the community, none of her symptoms seem to spread to anyone, including her mother and myself, and it won't respond to any remedy or cleaning I can find. The most anyone has been able to accomplish is making her more comfortable. Though I fear, even with those efforts, her lungs are not improving. Fascinating. When did she fall ill? She struggled with bouts of pneumonia her entire life. Though these symptoms seem to have worsened after her father's passing, according to her mother. And yet her mother remains well? As far as anyone can see, yes. 
Mira's always been the picture of health, while Hana has always suffered. <sighs> there are times when I truly cannot understand the names God chooses for the Book of Life. <gasps> I beg your pardon. No fate is ever decided by a book we cannot see or a god we cannot hear. Not without our consent. No wonder you failed her. No, one moment. You cannot help a patient you believe is destined to die, Altman. The body senses such malice. You detest me because there is nothing I won't try to save a life. You believe in life's sanctity, but not in your own permission to defend it. What I believe has no place in my work, except as a comfort to my patients. <laughs> Did your precious beliefs comfort, Hana? Is that why she looks so radiant? What are you doing? Am I not allowed to check a patient's pulse without suspicion? I'm not about to turn her skin to gold. She's hardly with us. It would take a miracle to see her through the night. It would be fitting, given her name. Hana? Nisim. Nisim. Miracle. <laughs> How poetic. What is this? Where did she get this necklace? From her mother, I believe. Why? What? Put that necklace back! What on earth are you doing? It's a child's toy! Silence. I am such a fool. Hana Nisi. A miracle indeed. It seems fate brought us together this eve. What's going on? It's a Shem. The answer has always been a Shem. That is why the great rabbis held the power. God revealed the name to them, God blessed the inscription, and now fate has blessed me. I will take this Shem containing the true name of the Almighty and, with its placement, at last create true protection like no one has ever seen. <sighs> Leave us, now. I most certainly will not. This is my home, my establishment. You will wait outside. No. One minute ago, you performed a calm examination. Now you found a child's necklace, and you're raving like a lunatic! I've seen this side of you before. I've heard its voice. I will not leave my patient alone in its presence. I don't have time for your insolence. If you stay, you stay as an assistant only. Even if you didn't mistrust my work, you don't understand its mechanics. If you interfere in any way, I will not be held responsible for any actions I take to save this girl. Do we have a deal? Uh, help her. Excellent. Uh, pass me the jar on the second shelf. Do it quickly. Uh, uh, is that some kind of medicinal paste? No. <laughs> Far more potent. Clay from a lakeside near Krosnow. Does it carry special properties? Oh yes, it does. And thankfully, there is enough left for our purposes. Water, quickly, on the left. Uh... What are you doing? How does Clay clear her lungs? Do not interrupt! All shall be explained in time. 
But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. No, you can't possibly think yourself capable of creating a goal. And when I place this Shem upon your lips, you shall know God's name and awaken with new life to serve my bidding of protection. Stop it! It didn't work. Oh, praise God. Wait. <laughs> it is done. Welcome, little one. Now to your purpose. It's all right. This won't take long. Cohen, put it down. Do not interfere, Altman. I will not warn you again. This is madness. I don't know what you think you're trying to do. I am trying to save Hana's life. You are getting in the way. I'm sorry, Hana. This will hurt, but I need a bit of blood. There, there. The pain will be gone soon. All of the pain will be gone. Not for you, though, I'm afraid. Drink, little one. Wait! Stop this! You're killing it! No, Altman. Nothing will ever kill it. That's the magic. An immortal being of clay born to protect and serve. The golems of old are gone for a reason. You will never be able to contain this power. I already have. In time, I will heal every illness in this world. Not like this. You're insane! No! You can't break the connection! She will die! Give me that necklace! You are no more than a demon! I won't let you ruin this! Hannah? Are you alright? Hannah? Hashem, Hana Nisim, you are truly the miracle God promised. And you are going safely in your own jar. Hush, little one. The pain is worth it for her life. They'll all see that soon. I'll move Altman to the other room. He may come to his senses on his own time. Rest now, miracle girl. When you awaken, a new age of medicine begins. Altman? Hello? What's going on? 
I'm afraid Dr. Altman is busy at the moment. I hope I can be of service. Apologies. You are... Ah, how rude. I forgot I made your acquaintance when you did not make mine. Dr. Cohen. It's a pleasure to meet you formally, Hananisim. You as well. I've heard stories. I have no doubt. And yet you allowed them to bring you here. What happened while I was asleep? One thing at a time. No, no, I need to know. You need to rest. Breathe. That's the trouble. I am breathing. You seem rather upset. What have you done to me? Where is Dr. Altman? Why don't we start with how you're faring physically? I... I... Well, miraculously... Perfect. Good. Then why the hesitation? This is wonderful news. My illness is incurable. Nothing is incurable. Not anymore. What does that mean? Doctor? Altman told me about your illness and how strange he found it. Especially the onset. Onset? Do you always ask one-word questions? Yes. The onset. The cause. He couldn't figure out where it all came from. As far as he could tell, you were born to die. That must be hard to bear. For my mother, yes. But not for you? Children struggle to understand death. I find it unlikely one would make such peace with it. It was easier after my father died. When your symptoms worsened? Yes. Hmm. Grief is a funny thing. No more than a feeling, but we give it so much power. People claimed my father died of grief. I claim that if heartache sent us to the grave, no Jew would still be alive. You have to want to die in those circumstances. I didn't want to die. I wanted to be with my father. Yes, well, unfortunately the two are inextricably linked. The threat of grief also gives us enormous power. Sometimes power we never asked for. When I was a young child, I ran out onto an icy lake near our village. It was the morning of the first snow. I couldn't be contained. My mother reminded me to check the ice, but I was too excited to think of safety. It broke beneath my body in seconds. I fell. I was so cold, my skin felt a flame. I heard my mother screaming and she jumped in after me, pulling me to shore. She was so afraid. That night, the fever and the coughing set in. Pneumonia came quickly for me. But you were healed? Otherwise you wouldn't be here. Perhaps. I felt nearly delirious with the heat. When I woke the next morning, my symptoms were gone. I felt healthier than I ever had. And my mother was dead. I don't understand. My father hated me after that. Claimed my mother would still be alive if not for my foolishness. No one ever told me how she died. After we laid her to rest, though, I found a miracle hidden in my room. What is that? Your life. Or if you would prefer a more methodical explanation, a golem. Golems are storybook characters. That can't be real. But it is. Look closer. A tiny creature made of clay by man and given breath by God sworn to your protection for as long as you shall live. It's crying. 
Well, of course it is. I doubt it's having very much fun. No one ever said duty was fun. Duty? That cough. No, no, that's not possible. Perhaps not before. But you changed all of that. I've been trying for years to recreate my mother's sacrifice in vain. In bringing you here, Dr. Altman gave me the key I'd been missing. I was a fool not to realize. My mother's necklace. Hashem. A gesture of incredible protection on her part. I must thank her someday. My illness, my incurable illness, is in that golem? Precisely. Instead of in me? Yes. That small creature feels everything I used to feel? We'll never know for certain, but it would seem that way. I'm glad to find you so intelligent. Undo it. I beg your pardon. I said undo it. I understand. It took time for me as well. In time, you will see how blessed you are. Blessed? I'm only alive because you took my illness from my body and shoved it inside an innocent creature. That creature is serving its God-given purpose of protection. That's what golems do. That's not true. The golems of old rose to protect us from attacks and slaughter. The rabbis never intended them to feel pain. Do you believe they didn't feel the spears and swords against their bodies? Were they so immune? I... I don't know. Perhaps the rabbi's intentions were never as pure as you imagined. As though yours are any better. Give the golem to me. No. Why? I can end all illness and suffering, Hana. Not merely mine. Not merely yours. All of it. But at what cost? One that I am more than willing to pay. In time, with enough work and enough opportunity, I could make it so that no human so much as sneezed ever again. A golem for every innocent soul on Earth. You are creating an entire species worth of suffering. There is nothing that could ever justify what you've done. Humanity could. Can't you imagine it? A world with no illness, where health is not a mythical being of luck and circumstance, but a right where no parent ever had to bury a child, where no grief plagued the course of great adventure and discovery, where families were never split apart. No. Give it to me. I will not let you place a human life below the pain of this literal creature of dirt. We are all creatures of dirt, Doctor. And I won't allow you to play God in my name. I came here for my mother. I hoped for a cure. But I didn't need one. I was content to die. I remain content. Especially if my survival condemns another. Hana. Please. You cannot do this to me. Cohen. Get away from her. Leave us. This does not concern you. I think you'll find it does. Oh my god. Where did you... Altman, listen to me. You don't know what you're holding. Don't I? A screaming, frightened perversion of Jewish magic locked in a jar for your own self-serving fame. This isn't traditional medicine. This is torture. This is blasphemy. No, Altman, please. You don't understand. A golem is a holy creature, Cohen. Formed from clay and bearing God's name for the temporary protection of the chosen people. This, this is an abomination. It's yours. 
I may not be able to save Hana with science, but I'll be damned if I allow you to curse her with a stolen life! Dr. Altman, please, that's not- It is necessary, Hana. I can only hope in time you will forgive me. No, you don't understand. That's not my golem! No! no! <laughs> Doctor, don't. Please! No! Wait! Let her explain! Be free, kind soul. No! no! Dr. Cohen, I'm sorry. Don't! Don't let him take your golem! Take it back to the village! The people must know it's possible! They have to know! No one needs to die before their time. Not ever again. It is not us who decides that time. I... I don't understand. I, I saw her make the golem. I, I saw it. Her mother made that one. The first. Then where? Hana? Pikua Nefesh. To save a life is to save the world. Unless the world needs saving from itself. You've been listening to Feminist Fairy Tales, an audio drama podcast that reimagines the genre of fairy tales through a feminist lens. This episode was performed by Moira Todd, Max Hertzfield, and Claudia Zajic. Episode script by Rachel Lason. Sound design by Christina Menente. Thank you to our cultural consultants, Kenzie Hinkle and Cantor Josh C. Perlman. Feminist Fairy Tales is produced by Madeline Regina, Van Winkle, Jenny Grinnell, Madeline Dorta, and Emma Love. Theme music composed and produced by Juliana Marin. We'll see you in two weeks for the next story in our season. Thank you for joining us in the forest of feminist fairy tales.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.